Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast brought to you by the Del Norte County Schools. Uh, my name is Jeff Harris. I'm the superintendent of schools for Del Norte County Office of Education in Del Norte County Unified School District. And today um, we have a couple of very special guests. <laughs> yeah, that's rolling his eyes. <laughs> Uh, Jamie Wonky is joining us. Jamie is a teacher at Best Maxwell School, so welcome, Jamie. Thank you. Good to be here. And Thaddeus Woost, a.k.a. Thad, uh, or Mr. Woost, is a math teacher over at Crescent Oak, so welcome aboard. Yeah, nice to be here. So I tell you what, for, for folks who may not know you, um, why don't you go ahead and, and each of you tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in the education game and... Um, Kind of, how's how's the year going so far? Well, I'll go ahead and start. Um, this is actually my 30th year in the education biz. Um, I've been over at Crescent Elk. Uh, this is my 19th year teaching math over at Crescent Elk. Gotta love uh, middle school kids. Uh, before <laughs> I be, before I came to Crescent City, um, I actually worked for Humboldt County Office of Ed, Court and Community Schools. Um, so I, I like to say I've seen it all. Probably haven't. I like to say I have. Um, you know, this year is really special. We just have survived this pandemic. Things are getting more on an even keel. And I'm really noticing it in in the school, in the hallways, in my classroom, that kids are back into that routine. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually really great to see because we are having an, an amazing year over at Crescent Oak. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, I was over there today and I, Paige said it's really kind of interesting because out of the last couple of years, um, they're actually at a point right now where they're really, really being able to focus on tardies, which is a way, way lower threshold than what I think it has been. Well, yeah, you know, and sometimes, you know, if you're stuck putting out fires, all day long you you're stuck doing that you can't do anything else so when you get to the point where you're focusing on those little things then the overall climate changes exactly at at the school and it's been uh, an amazing change after what we've been through in the past few years that's good to hear that jamie how about you um i have been teaching for seven years this is my second year um at Bess in Del Norte, and I'm loving it so far. Um, This year has been great because I'm a first grade teacher, so my students have only known being in school. They haven't been out because of pandemic reasons. Oh, that's true, right? So they all want to be at school. They love it. They love learning. There's this positive attitude back in the classroom, and that makes my job a whole lot easier. So I'm really enjoying that. You know, and it's really interesting that you bring that up because we've talked a lot about what kids have lost over the three. And and again, your kids, right? They were at home when a lot of this stuff hit. But, um, you know, we were just talking before we started recording a little earlier, Thad, that some of our ninth grade kids, their last kind of normal year, not having to ever know about COVID, they were in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. But your kids, school has been school. Yeah. We're students. This is what we do. We come to school with the job and yeah, we're hitting the ground running. Oh, that's cool. Wow. So, well, so knowing that the year's progressing for both of you pretty well so far, um, this coming Monday, our parent teacher conferences, the first parent teacher conferences for the year. Um, A lot of our families, you know, they get that 
some of the families love it because they've had a historically a um, a good experience. Other families are a little more anxious about it because they're concerned that their child or, or children may not quite be at grade level. They don't know what to expect. Maybe they haven't had the best of communication uh, with schools before or teachers. Um, or maybe it's their it's their first go round, right? So, as teaching staff, um, what are the kind of things you really try to get across to families, or what what are things that you try to share with them when they come in? Yeah, kind of in that vein, I really think it's important to start off the year. Um, letting parents know that this is a this is a team effort we're all in this together and not only are our students building a um, community together but the parents are part of that community as well and so when i invite my families in i really like them to know that um we, you know we're not going to be so concerned about academics right off the bat we're going to really make sure that every everybody's feeling safe at school and everybody's um their first concerns are taken care of before we can move into the nitty gritty of, of the math and the reading of it all. Yeah, a little bit of that's that Maslow's hierarchy, right? They've got to feel safe. They've got to feel supported. They've got to be ready to learn before they can really take it on. And let's not forget, especially where you are, Jamie, when we're talking about students being ready, they're six. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yep. So, <laughs> Maybe five, depending on what their birthday is. Just getting in the door successfully is a, yeah. it's a good first step. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, over at the middle school, um, especially at the larger sites, the, the conference is really the first time, I shouldn't say the first time, but it's a really a chance to put the faces with the names. Uh-huh. Um, at the middle school and at the high school, this is the students are going through a bunch of different teachers. Uh-huh. And so parents see a name on a schedule and we don't really have a chance to call every parent and establish that relationship. It really is the first chance we get to start forming that bond and be able to say, oh, I'm the math teacher. This is your English teacher. And um, like you mentioned, some parents are really are intimidated to come in. But I think that we've lost sight that we really are there to help. Yep. And and we it shouldn't be a scary thing. You know, we're, we're going in and we're not going to pound on you about all these silly issues we we have very limited time we really just want to open those lines of communication and it can also be a a time to discuss some concerns but it doesn't have to be like a full-blown student study team meeting thing you know we really only schedule in 20 minutes especially those of us at the larger sites we've got so many families we're trying to contact so many phone calls to make you know so we want to establish that that first line of communication Mm -hmm. is is really where it's at and put a lot of these parents at ease you know especially for me in seventh grade it's the first time that these students are dealing with six different teachers on a daily basis and it's intimidating right and parents get confused they're not quite sure how we're doing things You've got all these different teachers doing all these different ways of doing whatever they do. (laughs) And it's it can be intimidating for parents. Well, it can. But I think you bring up a good point there, Thad. And that's, you know, it it really is learning those processes. Right. It's getting used to what you were saying, Jamie. It's really 
work figuring out that team approach to educating uh, students in schools. Um, and it's not just an opportunity for the teacher to say, here's what I'm concerned about, because that's kind of that heavy handed piece. Right. Yeah. But I think you hit the nail on the head. It's also an opportunity for the family to say, hey, you have my child. Here's here's some things they've struggled with in the past. How can we help them get past this? Because I know that we're kind of talking K-8, but but in that first grade realm, that's the first time past kindergarten, right? They're about halfway, by the end of first grade, they're about halfway through with that kind of learning to read process. And then when they hit seventh grade, like you said, yeah. this is really the first step into that that single subject, multi-teacher world that they're going to be in for the next six yeah, years. Yeah, and those moments where the parent says, oh, my kid has always struggled with math. Right. And a lot of times the light will go on for me. Oh, okay. That's why this particular kid has been having such a hard time. And now I can make an, an adjustment. Right. And, and those little clues, even if they seem silly to an outsider, oh, they're invaluable. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. To, to have those moments where you find out a little bit of background. Because, you know, when the first day of school, I get a list of names. Yep. And and the only kids that I get any further information on are the ones who have some kind of other special program. Right. And and the kids who are just names and faces, I don't know their background. I don't know their details. And those conferences are, that's the moment where you get the ahas about right. certain kids and like, Okay. <laughs> or you realize, oh wait, I had your I had your older brother and and mm -hmm. here's little little sister I'm going to see next year and it, right. this, it, when you and you start to realize, oh it's that family again. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah. You know, so it's it's it can be actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Definitely. It, it really is, you know, and I've done this enough times that <laughs> It, it, I kind of look forward to it. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I agree. I used to be a kindergarten teacher. And so part of my um, script, as you could say, that I said at parent-teacher conferences was that the parents are the first teachers. And so I have a lot to learn about their kids from the parents. But, um, you know, that applies all throughout school. We have so much that we can learn just about how your child communicates best, mm -hmm. how they receive communication best. So... We just want to do right by their kids. Yeah, I, I think you made a really good point that, that we are a team, the teachers and the families. And, and we have to have that open line of communication because, you know, we, we, it's, we can't be on one side. The, the kids got to learn from both. You know, there's, there's the family part. There's the social emotional part. There's the academics. There's the how to deal with your peers. You know, there's so much that our kids are learning just about life in general and oh, yeah. and they have to it has to be a team effort you know what's the saying it takes the village to raise the child right? yep absolutely right you know well and i think the beauty of that too you know in talking about what some families may expect when they walk into um this whether it's again whether it's something that's been very positive for them or it's been something that's been very you know maybe anxiety ridden um families I, I have yet to meet a family that doesn't want the best for their child. Of course. Right. Yep. And I think we all know that. Um, but a lot of times they come in with, I'll, I'll say bad information or they come in with misguided um, um, 
requests, right? Or they don't know anything else. But, and I think one of the things that we see a lot, especially at these first um, uh, parent-teacher conferences, are families who are, and especially after COVID, families that are really concerned to say, oh, my child isn't up where they need to be in math. They're not up where they need to be in reading. And then they bring out, maybe they need to be assessed for special education. But at this point in the game, at this point in the year, knowing what we know about academics being, what, six weeks in? Um, 32 days. Three, <laughs> not the Jamie's counting. <laughs> it's our calendar routine. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, do you have the day, the, uh, day name songs, too, and all that stuff? We don't have a song. Oh, okay. I'm not very sing-songy, <laughs> but I always know how many days we've been in school. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but... So do you, do either of you get that request a lot at the first parent teacher conference yes. about, Oh, what about special education? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of parents, um, will come in un, under the expectation that this is going to be this huge meeting and we're going to offer all these services and we're going to talk about all this nitty gritty. It, it's really, it's a time to bring up those concerns for sure. Right. But you know, a 20 minute, parent conference Thursday evening is not an IEP. Right. And, and we, we need to bear that in mind, but it's a great time for parents to bring up those concerns mm -hmm. and that we can direct them in the right, you know, oh, well, let's have you speak with this person. Let's set up a an appointment with this, this other person so those options can be explored. Mm -hmm. Because again, we're here to help. Right. And I think we've lost sight of that in education is that we're all here to help. So, you know, I think that that really is important because there are a lot of services that can potentially be discussed um, at a parent teacher conference or or even brought up that, hey, maybe there is this area of concern or there's this desire to have more support here that we can talk about later through an SST or even a more, even a lengthier parent-teacher conference without going into that formal of a process. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, a lot of parents are unaware of some of the programs that are going, like the the tutoring and the after-school right. program and and the clubs. The Title VI tutors, exactly. the more cultural center tutoring. The, exactly, yeah. you know, and because, you know, not everybody's on you know watching every last little thing and, sure. and then when they find out oh there's tutoring available yeah um you know a lot of times that can make the difference yeah also even just encouraging parents to um encourage their own kids to ask for help and reach out to their teachers in a way that kind of creates independence in the student and helps them understand that they're part of the process as well well, it was going to say, because this is just the first go around, right? I mean, that whole self-advocacy thing for kids is huge. If, yeah. if kids can learn kinder first, second, how to self-advocate, that's going to get them through life. I mean, that's a life skill. Heck yeah. <laughs> you know, and another thing I want to bring up while we're here is we really do want the students at the conference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't don't come to conferences without your student, please. Yeah. Oh, well, because I always hear parents say, well, I don't want to hear them anything. You know, I don't want them to hear anything bad that's being said about well, them. And that's not what this is about. We're not going to dump on your kid like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it helps students so much to know that we talk to their parents. Just right. that simple fact that we are in contact with them and what happens at school can be communicated at home and vice versa and and you know the adults are a team that can really 
go far to set a student at ease and know that they have a Provides team behind a lot them. of support for you in the classroom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, it's also a, a venue for us to be aware of some issues that might be going on at home that we're not aware of. Right. And, you know, even just little things, somebody moved out, somebody moved in. And very often that will dictate, you know, how much kit gloves to use with oh, a certain exactly. student, right? You know, oh, I didn't realize that this student was going through this right. until after the conference when I found out from mom or dad that such and such is happening. Because, you know, often, you know, we don't know all those details. Right. And, and those that, that again, the, that moment of, of communication is so valuable, even if it's only 15, 20 minutes. Right. Well, and I think that's the difference too, right? So having having worked at multiple levels in schools, you know, Jamie, I think you've got a lot of families, caregivers that come in, and when, they're, when their child is in kinder first, second, third, fourth, fifth, they're really, really involved. They're exactly. really hands-on, right? And then having been a middle school teacher and a middle school principal, there's this weird thing that happens between <laughs> fifth and sixth grade where it becomes like completely hands off at the new school. And it's a strange thing. It really is. So, you know, not just attending the parent teacher conference for the um, elementary, but making sure that if you have a middle school child in your home, that you go to that conference too, because that's also the point at which we really see students start to drop off. Right. Um, they sometimes kids will thrive at that elementary level. And then just about the time that parents go or families go, you know, you're old enough, you can handle it on your own is about the time we start to see kids also start to falter. Yep. So that's a huge component. I, at least that that's been my experience. Yeah. 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 And and you're right. That's exactly when we see it. I'll even see it um, at the middle school kids sixth graders and i hear oh this is a great kid and i get them and they're starting to tank and then by i hear from the eighth grade teachers the next year oh this kid's really really struggling right so and and that's a 100 percent true statement so keeping that team strong yeah all the way through is really really critical yeah so let me ask you this so what should a parent expect to see when they walk into your parent teacher conference you're both at different levels um and I know part of the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So, Jamie, when they come into your room, they're not going to be having a conference in front of 30 other families. No. And, and Thad, I, I don't think they're going to walk through a um, uh, kind of a lineup of all the teachers and have to pick their teacher. What What's it look like at your schools? Well, in the elementary level, um, we have early release days so that we do have time to sit down with families. Um and really spend time talking about that student and focusing on their, you know, their goals and their behaviors that we're seeing. Um, and then they get a chance to really look around the classroom and see where is their kid spending the majority of their day? Where are they learning all this? What is the, What are the things that they're coming home and talking about? So I love that they get to visualize where their babies are. Yeah. Wow, that's really great. <laughs> well, over at the middle school, um, we um, always have the four core teachers um, in just one of the rooms. Mm -hmm. um, and um, the, the music, elective, PE will um, pop in as needed, depending on if there's a concern or not. Right. Um, but we do want the four, teacher, the four core teachers there. 
um, we'll each give a little spiel and we try to keep that as quick as possible because we want we don't want to just talk at the parent right that that that's not helping we we want to hear those parent concerns we want them to be able to tell us what they're hearing at home um we'll, we'll talk a little bit about oh yeah you know here's the grade and i'd like to see more work get done oh you're child needs to make it to class on time all those things that you see on the progress report that right, are about right. to come out yeah um but i i, I don't it, it's not like you know an inquisition here we we want <laughs> the parent to be able to feel comfortable and 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 to just you know let us know what's going on yeah mm -hmm. tell us about your kid what do we not know what do we need to know yep that's really the bottom line and sometimes we have to pull it out of the families okay well we're noticing this in all four core classes what can you tell us right mm -hmm. you know or about what maybe is going on and I, like we said earlier those moments of insight can make all the difference oh, yeah I mean, sometimes even those even those small pieces just and i think you said it was just about family structure yep because we've got we've got kids with two parents, kids with one parent, um, students that are being raised by grandparents or great grandparents or aunts or uncles or other caregivers yep. in foster care that are homeless. Yep. It's what we can pull out, I think, helps us provide um, those additional supports. And like you said, I think earlier on, families may not even be aware that they exist. And we're not just talking middle school and high school, but this goes down to kinder and first grade. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it really informs the way that we speak in the classroom and the, the openness that we provide with the way that the kids are speaking in the classroom. You know, you might have to intervene knowing that your students are coming from this special situation. You want them to feel safe and you want to be able to facilitate that safety. Yeah. Well, that's great. So believe it or not, we are already at our time limit, but, oh, but no. I, <laughs> well, so I was just going to ask you, so final thoughts, number one, but number two, is there a question or questions that families should ask when they come in? Uh, or like I said, do you have any final thoughts on, on parent teacher conferences next week? Well, we had a teacher at Crescent Oak that I worked with for years and years and years. And she had a saying that conference week is not sacred. We will meet with any family, mm -hmm. anytime. Please call. Mm -hmm. Please That's come important. by. Just if, if you have an issue or you just want to talk or you just want to say hello, we're there. Dump me an email. Call the office. Just if you have anything you want to say, I'm here for you. Yeah. Please, you know, don't, don't shy away. Don't hide. You know, it's like the kid in the back of the classroom that turns themselves invisible because they don't want you to call on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to be part of a team when you don't feel wanted, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this year during conferences, my push is going to be um, asking parents, when are you coming in? And I'm handing out volunteer packets because... I want everybody involved in the classroom. Everybody can learn from each other. And um, yeah, we're all in this together. Well, we don't see that at the middle school. I know. I was just thinking, maybe it doesn't apply. <laughs> maybe it'll catch on, I right? Wish, yeah. I wish we did. Mm -hmm. I wish we did. But, you know, um, parents, I, I really hope that they'll 
feel free to ask whatever they need. Yeah. I, I really hope that that they will understand that we are there for them. We're there for their kids. You know, what do you need? Right. Yeah. This is well, their time too. Well, and you know, there, there was a study that came out, oh my gosh, at this point, it's been 25 years or whatever. Um, but basically what came out of it was no shame, no blame, no excuses. And that's kind of what I always thought when I, you know, when I met with parents, there's no shame in asking questions that may be uncomfortable or hard. We're not assigning any blame. And realistically, within our world, there's no excuse for not finding the supports to help make that child successful. And I've always just kind of liked that that mantra. Yep. Love it. We're here for them. Well, Thad, Jamie, thank you for your time. Uh, great conversation. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, and we hope that everybody has a great week next week at uh, parent-teacher conferences. And again, if you can't make it or if you have additional questions, feel free to reach out to your child's teacher or their school, and uh, they'll help make sure that you can get in touch with the right folks. All right. We're going to be open Thursday night at Crescent Elk for uh, parents who work and need an evening conference. Awesome. Wonderful. All right. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.